Hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback 30. This is episode 59, episode 59. And I've got somebody that's going to be on here with me for the next, um, well, Brian Hornback 30. It's less than 30 minutes. So uh, I have on here uh, on the phone right now, Miss Christine Cruz. Christine, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, let's get to the chase, and then I, I want to talk about a few other things since we got a, almost right at 30 minutes here. First of all, a lot of people have talked about Christine Cruz. A lot of people have written about Christine Cruz. But as far as I can tell, Christine Cruz has not really said anything publicly about, um, about this uh, county commission at-large seat 10 race that you were considering. Now, what a lot of people need to understand is people sometimes will appoint a treasurer. Sometimes people will go get a petition. Sometimes people will turn that petition in. And the good news is that for folks to be on the ballot in 2022, um, the filing deadline is February the 17th for the May 3rd Republican or Democrat primary. and then But then a week later, you have a withdrawal deadline. So nobody's really a candidate till a week after February 17th. But I've read from some of these, um, some of these folks that like to write in these weekly columns that Christine Cruz is not running, Christine Cruz this, Christine Cruz that. They've They've had a little Christine Cruz beat-up party for the last <laughs> few months. But um, best I can tell, Christine Cruz hasn't said anything to anybody. But I think we're going to end that right here, right now. So, Christine, are you going to be a candidate for county commission at large seat 10 or 11 in 2022? Well, Brian, I appreciate you calling me and asking for um, a statement. Um I'm going to have to say that after a year of um, going to meetings and meeting people and seeing, you know, putting my feelers out there to see what the support was going to be like and discussing over the holidays with my family what the best course of action would be for me, um, I decided that um, it's not in the cards for me this time. So I will not be seeking that um, seat 10 at large. But it has been an amazing year, and just the people that I met throughout the process has just been overwhelmingly positive and um, encouraging. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, I got, to, I got to know you probably about a year, maybe a little more than a year ago. And, and, you know, the good news is that just because Christine Cruz is not going to be on the ballot, A, that means that uh, some of these people that like to write about you um, can't necessarily write about you since you're not on the ballot. Uh, or they can't write about you in a, a slanderous or a libelous way. Uh, just but a normal citizen. You're just an, an everyday, absolutely. everyday person with, with the same rights as, uh, as any other average citizen. That's so, right. But, yeah. but now let's, you know, just because you're not running doesn't mean that you're, doesn't mean that you're going to walk away and not be active in the process. Correct. That's correct. No, All right. I, when we moved to Knoxville, I saw a need to get engaged personally in local politics because that's where the greatest difference can be made. And I encourage everyone else to do the same, to um, do what's right for your, you know, for your children, with the school board, with zoning, all of the things that affect us in our daily lives. I've never been more acutely aware of how important it is 
to physically actively getting get engaged and that means getting to know who the people are who represent you write them call them get to know them on a first name basis figure out you know what what the hot buttons are and you know how to rally the troops um, how to get more people involved it's really really important um, at, on a local level well and I think I think one of the greatest things about the last year is the fact that I, I had the opportunity to meet your husband who is a who is a medical professional in this community? I had an opportunity to meet your three adult sons, uh, who all three um, are on their way to being uh, very successful young men. Um, and so you have a lot to be proud of. And uh, and you know, let's just kind of talk about the I guess about the last year. You know, we we've seen a lot of things from our from from our public servants, our public leaders. I mean. We saw, uh, you know, you 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 uh, were were active in the uh, in going to the county commission meetings and 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 being active um, early in the pandemic. But but I think I think what we had the opportunity to see there, no matter what side we were on, and and that that's the thing I like about you is they try to paint you as somebody that's on the extreme. But that's not what I saw in Christine Cruz. I saw somebody in Christine Cruz that that while you and I might have a difference of opinion, um, we still had the opportunity to, to have a civil conversation. But I think what we saw through the process of the Board of Health and through all of that controversy was we were able to pick up the stone and we we're able to see what happened to some of our leaders. And, and, and in particular, I'm talking about the meeting where um, the commission chairman at the time decided that he was going to adjourn the meeting, but none of his 10 colleagues joined him in that. And then, and then the, uh, his, uh, his successful attempt to get the, uh, get the meeting uh, taken off of, um, off of the live feed, which I think most everyone knows that, I kind of live and die on the, on the live feed. So, so, you know, I was, that made my blood run cold. I mean, the fact that he was able to do that, it's the rules for thee, but not for me. Yep. Um, which is one of the reasons why I chose that race to run. Um, it was, it was clearly obvious that, uh, we were nothing but a nuisance to him. And when, when I was out on the trail and some people who were supporting my former opponent, would claim that, oh, I'm not voting for her. She's an anti-vaxxer. Well, I could show them my vaccine card. Um, they didn't know that. That was just all um, lies or, you know, people were making up lies and right. just deciding on their own without actually having a conversation. My, I may agree with, my, I may disagree with someone, but I certainly will give them a platform to discuss their opinion and I respect someone's opinion as long as they're not threatening or hurting anyone else. Um, I really feel like that's what this country was based on. And the whole um, idea of a, the first amendment being under attack right now, you know, with Whoopi Goldberg being suspended, I mean, it was awful, hateful, just incredibly stupid comments that she made, but you know what, in this country, the first amendment affords you that, right to be stupid well and so the, the best way to counteract that is for someone to set the record straight and show how she was wrong well and so, you and, and you know when i started when i started the blog i don't like 2004 um and then as, as it's progressed 
you know, and, and now that I'm doing podcasting and everything else, you know, my whole, my whole thing is because I ran, uh, when I was 23 years old in Knox County against an incumbent who had been serving for 23 years at the time right. that was in 1990. Uh, and then again, I, then I waited 10 years to ever run for office again. I've always been active in the, in, in, in the political party, right. the Republican party since I was 16 years old. But my main thing is that no matter who is on the candidate on the, on the ballot, no matter how much money someone has, they still have a right to be heard. They still exactly. have, a, they have a, still have a right to be seen. And right. so that's one reason that, that I do what I do for the last number of years. And w what's interesting is, you know, your opponent, you know, has been able to raise a lot of money. I mean, I mean, he, you know, he has a nonprofit that raises a lot of money. And so, I mean, naturally he can raise a lot of money, but you know, when we go back four years ago, Justin Biggs was considerably outspent and right. be beat his opponent rather handedly. Uh, Mayor Jacobs was outspent by two opponents and, you know, one with less than what a great story that was, right? Yep. Less than mm -hmm. 20, less than 24 votes. Yep. And Mayor Jacobs won that primary. So again, money doesn't, what we're starting to see is money doesn't always uh, secure a win. And a lot of people, you know, when you and I had this conversation, the first time I read an article in the paper because I left you alone until I actually read it in the paper. And then you and I had a phone conversation and, and, you know, you were, you were kind of, we, we talked about the fact that you were kind of weighing your options. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people told me after that, well, I hope she stays in, but even if she doesn't spend another dollar, I'm going to vote for her. And I said, well, that's just, I, I mean, I just, I will not tell someone that they shouldn't run or they, they should run. But I think what you've done in the last year, is and and the news that I was able to break last week is that your opponent does have a, pro, a Republican primary opponent in conservative attorney Steve Weiner. Yes. Uh, and when when I broke that story, I think last Wednesday, and Steve called me on Thursday in in our conversation, he said to me, because Steve was one of those that he applied to be the citizen representative on the Board of Health, who actually was the second. Yes. He, he was the second person. I mean, he got five votes and Miss Roma got six votes at the, at the end. Uh, but he told me, he said, you know, Brian, I would have thought about running because of because of the commission meeting that you and I have already just discussed. He said, but Christine Cruz was running. And so apparently Steve didn't because of the holidays, Steve didn't realize until about two weeks ago that you weren't running. And so he's running in the Republican primary, which I think is good. And then at the same time, while I'm a Republican, I think that, you know, uh, general election opponents are good. And so, you know, it looks like Matt Sears is doing what a what a political party chairman should do. And he's recruiting candidates and and at least he's recruiting credible candidates. The candidate they had against Mayor Jacobs four years ago was not very credible. But um, but, you know, besides, besides the point, Um so you were uh, so before you uh, ran for commission, you were you were active in helping us uh, helping us. So I say the Knox County Republican Party. You were helpful in in helping us on the credentials committee. Kind of talk about that process because that process is relatively new to the Republican Party. Um, people signed up on a website to say they wanted to be a voting member of the of the uh, of the caucus or the convention we had, and then you and I don't remember. I don't. I don't know how many people there were on the committee. Of us that were 
invited to a breakfast um, last January. Um, and I remember sitting with Elaine Davis and um, uh, Gina Oser and a few other people involved in the local GOP. Um, and, you know, we were just sitting at a table and there were, the, the room was filled. Uh, other former um, contact, Bob and Janice Cry were there. And then, you know, there were a bunch of GOP people there, people that are involved in local, the local GOP. And we were asked to raise our hand if we wanted to be involved in the contest. You know, Randy Pace was the chairman at the time, and he was looking for um, volunteers. And so I raised my hand along with um, a bunch of other people, and we were there were five of us chosen. Um, uh, I was one of them. Um, James Corcoran, um, uh, Mike Crane, mm. and um, Wayne Sellers. We were all. Um, oh, and Roger Kane. Hmm. And so we were the five people chosen. Uh, and then amongst the five of us, uh, we were told that we all had a vote for a chairman in, in this group. No, the chairman wasn't handpicked. It was, it was chosen amongst the five, five of hmm. us. Well, I didn't even really know what I was signing up for. I just knew I wanted to be involved and I'm, you know, I can learn on the, on the fly and, you know, follow directions. And so when I was told what the job entailed, and we all were, um, all, all of the men, the other people on the uh, committee, they just said, well, why don't you be chairman? <laughs> so, you know, all of these um, accusations that Randy chose me to be the contest and credentials chair is just a flat out lie. So mm. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even know what this is. You know, how, those, are, how, how, those, you know? those are four smart men to say that they... <laughs> We're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to, behind, 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 uh, uh, every successful man is a, is a man who's pushed a woman out front, obviously. But, but, you know, just, just to talk, just, to, just to talk about those four individuals, two of them are attorneys, Mike Crane and James Corcoran are attorneys. Roger Kane is a, is an insurance guy by training, um, and by profession, but he also served a few years in the, in the general assembly as a state representative from, yes, Roger's from very engaged right. and, and yeah. And then yeah, Wayne, and Wayne, actually he had to leave early that day because he had, had to attend a funeral. So mm. he actually didn't even get a vote that day, but you know, the, right. um, but the other you know, four the, did. The rest of them. Yeah. They and did. Then, and that was enough to, you know, and then Wayne, the majority. And then Wayne Sellers is another guy. He's been active, uh, probably a little bit longer than I have. Uh, cause, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> I mean, years, I yeah. mean, when, when I got active in 1982, his father-in-law was on the, was on the County commission, uh, former commissioner, Hassel Evans, Jenny's dad. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Wayne is, Wayne is a good one who, matter of fact, James Corcoran has had to uh, resign because he's got a new job. So he's had to step down off of the Tennessee Republican state executive committee. And I, I've actually, I've actually encouraged Wayne, to uh, consider running for that position this year. And I, I think Wayne Sellers would do a phenomenal job as the Republican state executive committee man for Richard Briggs's district. So he, <clears throat> Wayne was not committal to me two weeks ago when I suggested that to him, but he told me he would think about it. So um, Wayne's a good one. So, you know, that is funny that some of these, um, some of these would be journalists and I, and I don't want anybody to think that Brian Hornback, the, the Brian Hornback 30 or brianhornback.com is a journalist because I'm not a journalist, but I perform a journalistic uh, function, but right. it's funny how, you know, 
we've been able now to clear that up that, you know, you weren't handpicked by the chairman, uh, Randy Pace to, to do that. And so, you know, but I mean, so everybody that signed up online, uh, y'all went through and, and checked their voting records and made sure that they had voted three out of the four. And then if they hadn't, correct. and then if they hadn't, they were supposed to sign an oath that they would in the future. Correct. Right. There was a, there was an affidavit available for them to sign. Um, and what that affidavit did was allowed them to vote in this election. And if it proved that these people were not authentic in the next election or the following election after that, then they would be banned from voting in future GOP elections. Oh, I'm not even as even as the newbie. I, I just got appointed to the Republican State Executive Committee August the 14th. Even as the newbie on the Republican State Executive Committee, I don't know that I I don't know that that I followed that one. So basically, these folks have signed a an a legal binding document. Their allegiance to right. the GOP, and, and they're not going to vote for a Democrat. Right, and, it, and, and if they do, and we can prove it, then they will no longer have the voting rights. Wow, that. that's that's strong. That's strong. Yeah, people need to prove who they are. And let me make one one point clear. When one of the um, the criticisms that I I got, which didn't really bother me because, right. um, but oh well, you're not from here. Hmm. Um, you really don't have the right to come here and tell us how to do things. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a United States citizen. Right. And I've always been a conservative. It doesn't matter where I reside. I still have the same rights. And so if the, if the GOP in Knox County was in great shape, um, I wouldn't have to get involved. Right. Right. So I'm doing my part as a new citizen to Knox County. I'm now three, four years in. Um, I'm a 22, almost 22 year resident of Tennessee. Right. So, you know, I want Tennessee as a state to succeed. But when, when people try to intimidate new people to the state, people who have escaped New York or Chicago, you know, Illinois or, um, or California, and they say, well, you really don't have a right. You just got here. Well, they sought Tennessee out because of our conservative values. And we don't want to turn, we don't want to let Tennessee get to the point where it's not salvageable. We want to push back now. And I think there's a real movement happening in Tennessee. And I think we are, are going to be watched on a nationwide level. And we need to push back and we need to make these constitutional, um, you know, attacks, you know, that we just get called crazy for, for calling for due process and using the Constitution and the Bill of Rights as a guide. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's the way it should be. And, and we need to elect officials who agree with that. Um, and, and we really shouldn't compromise in any way because those are God given rights. This, these are not rights given to us by government. So, um, when someone tries to push back on someone who recently moved here, I take issue with that. I mean, there are some great conservatives who just relocated to this, uh, this, area of the country, like Mark Pulliam, who is a uh, renowned, um, he's a writer for the Federalist. He's a great conservative. He's on the Mark Levin show. He's on, you know, he's on Fox. He's on the Tennessee Star Report. I mean, he is a fighter for the Constitution and for, you know, our rights as citizens, individual rights. And it, one of the great things that I have found through my process of meeting all of these people. I've met people like Dr. Alan Keyes and mm. Mark Pulliam and 
um, you know, just all kinds of amazing conservatives. And it's just been the privilege of my life to, you know, just have conversation, conversations with these people and, and, and just to learn as much as I can from them and their life experience. But, it, and it just made me more, um, happy that I've gotten engaged in the process. And it makes me realize that, um, more of us need to wake up and get involved as much as we can. Now, I don't know where the future will take me, but as far as me going to the county commission meetings and fighting against the Knox County Board of Health, that literally was just the, you know, the gateway. That was just the mm. thing that broke the, the dam. I right. mean, that was just the first issue. I, that wasn't a single issue. Many people said, oh, well, you got to get off that. I'm like, no, that's a major issue, but that leads to bigger things in other areas. And it's just exposed a lot more fraud and corruption. So um, the whole idea that the Knox County Commission gave their power as elected officials to a bunch of unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats was bone chilling to me. Well, and, you know, and I think if I were still in Pennsylvania, I could understand it more. Right. But not in Tennessee. That shouldn't be happening here. Well, and, and so like, if we don't push back now, we won't get another chance. Right. And, and like I mentioned, you know, I, I think I think that was the I think that was the um, I think that was the light shining, shining under the rock, because I, I'm already beginning to see that the bureaucracy, some of some of the departments uh, in Knox County that I'm already starting to dig into, uh, you know, they're. The, and I don't want to give too much away because obviously it's, it's something I'm working on for the blog, but, but I'm finding that departments are out here having some working group sessions, uh, trying to craft policy for the next 10 years. And when I, as a, someone that performs a journalistic task asked to come to it, they're like, well, we really don't want to do that because it's a chilling effect until, mm. until commission takes action. Well, if we're going to wait until commission takes action, the problem with that is that then there was no transparency whatsoever. Who works for whom? Brian? Right, right, exactly. Right. So, you know, I'm glad to see I'm I'm glad to see that we have some folks. Here here's my thing is, you know, I may not agree with somebody 50% of the time, 60% of the time, but you know what? If 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 somebody is willing to get to know someone and is getting is and, and is willing to say, you know what, I might not agree with Christine Cruz or Brian Hornback 50% of the time, but you know what, if they can agree with us 40% of the time or 45% of the time and, 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 and they respect the fact that we take stands, then I'm okay with that. Exactly. Um, you know, I don't like, I don't like to find out that anybody um, can be silenced on anything nope. uh, because I certainly haven't been silenced in the last uh, 14 or 15 years on, on my That's blog. And, uh, and, and, and we don't exist in a vacuum. Right. There, there are differing uh, opinions and, and we, and, and that's the way we grow from listening to other people's opinions and trying to figure out how, and, and a lot of the times it's, it's a communication barrier. Right. You know, like I think a lot of us on both sides of the aisle really want some of the same basic things in life. We just differ in how we, we think that the best way to get there is. Well, and you know, I mean, you're right. And you know, even, even with Democrats, I'm, I'm finding that even though we, even though with Democrats and, and liberals, I mean, even if we want to go that far, you know, the ones that I don't agree with, I can, if I can have a conversation with you and if, 
if you can tell me your position and, and I can tell you my position, and if we can walk away from the conversation, then I'm always happy to have those conversations. I, I don't, I don't shy away from any conversation. Exactly. Um, and, and that's what we need to do. Be civil in that conversation. Right. And be peaceful. Right. And and agree to disagree, and then move on to the next topic. Right. I, I'm not one of these, um, you know, far right extremists that uh, won't listen to anybody else's point of view. Right. Um, but I do believe that there are certain things that can't be compromised. And and when someone else is being bullied or attacked, I mean, on either side, I'm going to stand up and say. That's not the right thing. We need right. to go about this in a different way. Right. Well, I do. Uh, we're, we're, I've held you up for about 25 minutes already. So I, I do want to, one. Time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. I do want, one, to say thank you for letting Brian Hornback uh, at brianhornback.com and, and the Brian Hornback 30 be the one to, to get, get your story out. And also to say that as long as brianhornback.com and the and the and the podcast that brian hornback 30 exists you're you're welcome here anytime and and again i i have no i have no doubt that uh i'm going to be running into christine cruz on a regular basis and for you and and uh and doc and, and your three young men uh that are your are your children i'm happy that uh some of these folks who apparently just like to pick on strong women that have a voice. Uh, I'm glad that, that you're one voice that they're not going to be able to pick on anymore. Well, I appreciate that, Brian. And, and I believe that other people's opinion is none of my business and uh, they're entitled to it. So right. I don't lose a minute of sleep over that. And um, I appreciate your kind words and um, we are very blessed. And, um, you know, it, it, it takes a you know, as you know, it's, it's hard work raising a family and, uh, it, it, you never stop worrying about your children even <laughs> when they're adults. So that's right. Um, thank you. And, um, I, I am very, very grateful for my family and, and I continue to wish for the best for them. And, um, I thank you for your kindness and, and, and your time. And anytime you want to give me a call, um, you know, my number. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it. You heard it here. Christine Cruz. Uh, no matter what you've read anywhere else, is not going to be a candidate in 2022, but she's not going away. And um, those those folks that like to uh, uh, write uh, uh, stories that get printed uh, with ink, um, I, get, I, get, I get, yep, it's fiction. I guess y'all can move on to something else. So that's the it for this edition, the 59th edition of the Brian Hornback 30, and we'll be back later. <laughs>